When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got nards. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Jersey Ghoul. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. That's right. And tonight we have a very special guest with us joining us for a few discussions tonight. <laughs> He's doing jazz hands, but thank you. Matt Kelly is here. Hey, yeah. it's Matt Kelly. Woohoo! One of our favorite guest stars. We are so excited to have you here, sir. Oh, thank you. I love being on the Ghouls. Yay! Um, so tonight we're actually going to kick it back to childhood, or at least dysfunctional childhood, if these are How dare you? <laughs> so it's my childhood, basically. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get a glimpse. I'm right there with you. There you go. <laughs> he's, t- he's cheersing with his yeah. water. It's adorable. With my water in a Sleepy Hollow yeah. Ichabod Crane glass. It's funny, because for somebody who doesn't drink beer at all, I have the coolest beer glasses. I never <laughs> use them, so good for you. Um, yeah, no, we are talking about Quackbusters, the Halloween tree. And Ichabod Crane. Yes, from the adventures of Mr. To- or the adventures Ichabod. of Ichabod and Mr. Toad from Disney. Yeah, that's right. And um, I got to tell you, for me, it was a first time for at least two of these because I had seen some of the Quackbuster stuff, but never the entire movie. What a revelation! <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys want to just dive right in and start with 1988's Quackbusters? Yeah, Quackbusters is. Now, Quackbusters is a movie where they took existing cartoon shorts and put them together in a compilation, but they made the, uh, I guess, the wraparounds of each cartoon flow, so it seemed like one cohesive story. Uh, So in this movie, Daffy Duck uh, comes upon a millionaire who uh, is willing to give somebody money if... They go down on him. No. 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 That's a different movie. That's that's another movie we watched (laughs) after we watched Quackbusters when we were alone. It's Quack Um, Chuggers. I was trying to come up with a good name. Well done. Uh, So Daffy Duck comes upon J.P. Cubish. Cubish. Uh, Cubish. (laughs) Who, like I said, uh, so he makes him laugh and he continues to make him laugh. And eventually when Cubish dies... He leaves his inheritance to Daffy. Well, can we just stop for a second and clarify that he doesn't make him laugh by like telling jokes or being anything dignified. He literally like gets like hurt, right? And that's yeah. how the guy Well, laughs. so the way that the short originally ends is that it just Daffy keeps getting hit in the face with pies and he looks at the camera and says, It's a living. And that's how that short normally ends. Now in this one Cubish dies <laughs> for the sake of story from laughter. But. It's a living. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so with all of this money, uh, I mean, Daffy is, you know, a little bit greedy, so he's ready to just live in the life of luxury. And the ghost of Cubish comes back and starts taking the money and says, if you don't use this money for good, I'm going to take it. But Daffy decides to use the money to find a way to hunt ghosts so that he can get rid of Cubish 
and, and keep, keep the money. money. <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's why yeah. he started yeah. the Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he is still doing something good for humanity, but at the same time, he is benefiting. P.S. I call bullshit on Cubish because he did not say that in the original like deal. He was like, make me laugh, you get the money. Well, that's, that's, well, that's because one is a short from 1944 and then the <laughs> ending is from 1988 yeah. to, to tie the movie together. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Daffy Duck, though. I, so I had this thing where I haven't watched Looney Tunes in a really long time and I know that there was like this eight volume DVD set. So it's like, I'm going to start buying those DVDs because they were like $4 used on Amazon. So I was starting to load up on these and... In watching them, I realized, like, Bugs Bunny isn't that funny to me. Like, he's just, like, too cool for school. But every short that Daffy Duck is in, I just laugh my balls off because he's such a funny character. I do take Daffy over Bugs any day. That's for he's, sure. He's just so... I don't think that he's, like, a better character in the sense of, like, oh, yeah, he's a really cool character. I want him on a shirt. But, like, if it's a Daffy Duck short, I'm going to laugh. Like, there's something about his character... When he gets shot by Elmer Fudd in Looney Tunes shorts and his beak is on a different spot on his head, it makes me laugh every single time. Me too, actually. (laughs) Um, And I actually think it's funny because, like, my experiences with Daffy and, like, having kids is I went to – I decided to slum it over at Six Flags last uh, (laughs) Halloween. I I decided to live risky that day. And when my kids, like, went up to trick-or-treat, they had no fucking clue. Daffy, Bugs, like, Tweety, all of them were, like, giving out the candy. My kids were like, well, who's this duck guy? Like, it was so sad. Yeah, they had no clue. And it was funny because it's like kids today have no clue. Oh, that was – I mean, that was what I watched before Hey Dude. (laughs) (laughs) After school on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I I definitely – like. On, on the daily was watching Looney Tunes and, and all of the different cartoons. What was it? Merry, Metal, Merry, Merry Melodies. Melodies. Yeah. But there's like little jokes that are so funny still. Like um, one, of the, one of my favorite jokes is always how they underplay Daffy Duck among the rest of it. So like in the opening credits, it's like bright lights and like this big extravagant music. And then it says starring Daffy Duck in this really tiny font. It's just like, I could relate, man. Yeah. It's like this show. <laughs> and Marissa. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, so Daffy Duck, yes, he takes the money and he's starting a, uh, you know, a ghost extermination business. Uh, and he needs help, so he hires Bugs Bunny, and he hires Porky Pig uh, to basically... Porky Pig is basically his lackey, and he'll do whatever he says. Bugs just... Porky's the real hero. Bugs yeah. just wants to go on vacation to Palm Springs. Yeah, so he's just there to do the commercial spots, yeah. basically. So can we just get this out clear the air on this now? Bugs Bunny is gay, right? Huh? <laughs> he wants to vacation. <laughs> he wants to go to like the springs for a vacation. He's always dressed like a girl. I mean, I support it. I'm I'm okay with it. But like, he just needs to come out. Maybe uh, stop being such a dick. Lola Bunny has some words for you. She's definitely a dude too. <laughs> Lola, L O L A, Lola. Come on, dude. Like the writing's on the wall. Who right do you now. think that song was written about? My mom. It was written about a cartoon character that would come out 20 years later? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly No right. one knows this, really, but the Kinks also had a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they wrote so many good songs. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, no, the Bugs is gay, and I and that's okay. I just wish he would come out, is my only note from that whole thing. Okay. Okay, so he wants to go to the Springs. He wants to go he vacation does. on the beach yeah. with the other Yeah, he really, gays. he's very, you know, where, it's complete opposite where, you know, uh, so, oh, you know what? I'm going to... 
Porky, in this in in this movie, has Sylvester for a pet, which is actually a normal thing throughout a lot of the shorts. I didn't remember that. Yeah, really? but Sylvester has his own cartoon stuff, but he's very often depicted as Porky's cat. And when he's Porky's cat, he doesn't speak. Yeah. Which also threw me off at first because it had been a while since I've seen it. And it threw me off that Sylvester didn't speak until he wasn't around Porky. And then it became Sylvester and Tweety. Which I love that Sylvester oh, that Tweety one, short. I that love the, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde one. I, I do love so they so, so yeah. So basically the, the, the rest of the movie is just, uh, like I said, it's, it's recycled. It's old cartoon shorts, but they've made it cohesive where Bugs Bunny has to go to Transylvania and... Porky goes to Dry Gulch for, and there's mice there that are basically trying to kill him. It's but one of the, one of the telltale because we were talking about it when we watched it because I said I don't remember if these are recycled cartoon shorts or if this was a movie that they like drew you know, in 1988, but it was made very evident by all of the characters smoking cigarettes yeah. that this was definitely. Uh, made in like the 50s and the 60s. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and 30s and 40s. And th- really, they go that it far back. It goes that far back. Wow. And you can tell by just how grossly inappropriate every single thing about these Which cartoons is. Which is why I love it so no, much. It doesn't hold up, though. Is it's the really? The oh, I feel like it does. I think does. it's the charm oh of, of being so dated. <laughs> but it's so... Like, first of all, why does every character have a fucking speech impediment? Literally. <laughs> well, so here's a fun fact. I didn't know this until recently, and it's kind of douchey, but Mel Blanc... Um, who voiced most of the Looney Tunes guys in his contract? He was he made it so that no matter who voiced characters, he got full credit for everything on Looney Tunes. So there was actually a team of like twenty or thirty other voice actors that did not get credit for years for that's their voice crazy. contribution. Yeah, yeah, that's really shitty. That was his contract negotiation. Wow, that's a good con. I'm gonna try <laughs> that next time. Whatever everybody else does, just put my name there. <laughs> And this was actually one of the last things he did before he died. Yeah. Was Quackbusters. Wow. Yeah. It kind of makes me hate him. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So not only do they smoke and have really inappropriate lisps and speech impediments that apparently are comedy back then, but also <laughs> what's up with the jokes about mental health? Well, again, 1930s. Yeah. <laughs> like, People were getting lobotomies to deal with their <laughs> mental health. I think I can't, I don't think we should be looking at cartoons <laughs> to be the progressive form of of solving that <laughs> like, like when you're sitting there watching it with your child who's like like my kids minds were blown like they were like what is going on right now <laughs> because they're such little sissies who have been raised on such like clean sterile comedy kids shows that like this just blew their minds which they, is why like, i love it so much <laughs> like and and i apparently like when they re-release dvds now i don't know if this is true on the ones you got but apparently they cut out all that so the ones that i got don't have anything cut out but they have warnings on the front of the dvd (laughs) and um on certain ones uh it starts with an intro from Whoopi goldberg uh explaining that some of the stuff that you're going to see is very racially insensitive but it's still important to remember that it is part of our history like she like has like this like minute long speech of like you will see like very inappropriate stuff but for the sake of conserving this film and this artwork and the history of film and like this was a reality, like we don't want to pretend that it didn't happen. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Look at Whoopi. Yeah. Mm. And, and and all of that for a children's cartoon. For a children's cartoon. <laughs> that we all grew up very, like thinking it was very normative. That's yeah. why we're all so crazy. 
like congratulations guys this episode made me realize why we're all so fucked up we it just made it. me laugh. I was, just, I was I was having a good old time with Quackbusters. No, I like it. Like blew my childhood. Yeah, no, this one. This is one that was on HBO all the time, and that's where I first saw it and where I watched it. Uh, there are lines from this movie that my friends and I would quote to this day. Like if I called Jenny right now and said Mary had a little lamb. She would respond with, because I ate it. Or, yeah, and I ate it. <laughs> the way that I even ended up on this episode was Jackie and I went to horror trivia. And the DJ, in between trivia questions, played the opening song from this movie. <laughs> and then she was just like, hey, we're going to do Quackbusters on the podcast. Do you want to come? <laughs> of course, you're like, yes. <laughs> like, that, absolutely. That opening with the Mel Torme song. It's so good. It's what I swear to God, like, that is what got me... I would. Uh, that's the kind of music that I was listening to, like that kind of crooner big Lounge band. Singers? Yes. Oh yeah, I, that, I love that I stuff heard because that. of Looney Tunes. Yes, and that is what it was like. I was like, "There's other stuff like this." Like Monsters Lee's "Such Interesting Lives" is one of my favorite songs. I love that song. Actually, after we watched it, I left here and I'm like, I need to hear it again. And oh I put God. the song on again. I love it. No, that was kind of like my intro to that crooner lounge singer led to big band music for me and i kept listening to stuff like that well and that i I feel like that sequence also ties in a lot of my favorite looney tunes shorts have none of the looney tunes characters but it's just like a night in in this hollywood bar and it's like an eight minute short where they're just panning table to table to table and it's like characters of like all of the big names in hollywood and they're just lampooning every celebrity And I like how this was kind of a mix of that, but replacing the celebrities with all famous monsters. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were kind of parodying themselves there. That's awesome. (laughs) Makes me love that scene even more. Oh, it's so good. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's adorable how much you guys like absolutely love this. I have to be honest. I was like dreading this episode because I don't love any of this. I unapologetically love the Looney Tunes. Yeah, no, it's adorable. I think it's really inappropriate and doesn't hold up. And I think it's, I just don't have an emotional connection to it from childhood. Yeah, I was going to say, we've been watching this stuff forever. Yeah, I, I think I did too. I just never really like connected with it, I guess, or liked it that much. I think I always, I don't know, I just always kind of hated it. And I, see for me, I, I loved when it got insane. Like there's, a, I was surprised that this wasn't in this because it's such a famous short, especially for how creepy and weird it is. But there's a short where Porky Pig is trying to find the last dodo and he goes to this dodo land and it's just bonkers. Like there's like a, there's a point where there's like a rabbit that's got a, that's sitting on a swing that's being supported by a, barbell through his ears that's just floating in the air and he's doing like flips like it is like the most oh insane God, like the cell yeah, yeah like it's crazy and i i've always remembered that short like that's what made me go like man i want to i want to rewatch some of the old looting tunes because i was thinking of that crazy scene and was like i wonder how much of it was that insane we have a name for that memory and that feeling you're having it's called trauma not <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me feel happy <laughs> um yeah yeah other i mean the other thing the other thought i have too is since we're in the moment of the me too movement i think it's time for the little cat to come out and formally charge peppy Le Pew because i think it's (laughs) i think it's really time for us all to like cleanse ourselves of that too since we're here but just saying you guys hate me for hating this (laughs) i'm just i hate all these to go to go back to like the music like the amount (laughs) 
the amount of times in my life well after childhood where I'd like get paid and be like, we're in the money. (laughs) Like there's all these little stupid songs. I will randomly be like walking downstairs and just be like, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. That one I can get (laughs) That and the la-da-dee-dee-dee. I love that one too. The abracadabra hocus pocus sequence in this. I love it. I was laughing so hard just laying in my bed listening to another language saying abracadabra hocus pocus over and over again because the only version of this i could find was a norwegian edit i kind of want to watch that edit now Um, oh so good yeah so the the morally corrupt character hero that you guys Mm -hmm. love so much finds i guess what do they do what's the fucking he loses all the money yeah he goes broke yeah, so they, they go through, they, you know, there's the different shorts of them, you know, there's like one of the famous ones with Bugs Bunny and does the orange monster have a name? Um, a good I don't question. remember. I don't think, I don't remember, but like, it's one of those things where he, it, it's like he's going to pretend beauty parlor and he, you know, wraps up the hair and dynamite and monsters are such interesting people. <laughs> Again, like he like stereotypically plays a gay salon stylist, like... None of this makes you guys uncomfortable. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right, I'm the asshole, I guess. Um, and then, I mean, we also get the abominable snowman who's Aww. who's totally uh, uh, Lenny. Lenny, Lenny from, from... from Grapes of Wrath. Or... No, no. Mice and Men. Mice and Men, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. He may... I mean, to this day, I... because of that, I Gosh, know sir. of the, like, I'll yeah, pet sorry. him and love him. And like... <laughs> to be fair, I love that one. <laughs> No, my, I think that there's more that you like than you're willing to admit. I feel dirty. Yeah, I feel dirty about how much I love some of this stuff. I really do. It makes me want to like, no. like be mad at my liberal progressive stuff. No, Gossamer is the orange guy. Okay, God, that's right. That is right. No, like that's the kind of stuff like my dad would do. Like my dad would grab me and like hold on me like I will love her and squeeze her and pet her and he would start messing with me. Yeah, nothing's yeah. funnier than special needs. <laughs> No, I mean, I I get it. It was my childhood, too, but so I we, just don't like it. All right, what else do you guys want to talk about with your silly, silly I'm, movie? I'm fine. I'm fine with moving forward yeah. if you got nothing else to say. If you're going to just keep shitting on my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> shitting on all our childhoods. All right, get it right. Okay, so next is from the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, we are going to talk about the Sleepy Hollow segment. Which scared me. So bad as a kid. It used to play at the end of Disney's Halloween treat every year, which is how I remember it. I didn't even know it was part of an actual Disney, like, theatrically released movie. But it's funny because when I watched this for the first time, maybe, maybe like six months ago, I watched it for the first time in years. And I was blown away by how much I vividly remember from this, from the, like, the Ichabod Crane song, the... The whole sequence where he's dancing, the chasing, all of that is still, like, ingrained in my head. Yeah, the chasing scared the crap out of me as a kid, oh, for sure. So and the, the ambiguousness of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the thing that I remembered, because I'm in the same boat where I haven't seen this in a very long time, and I watched it for today's episode, and what I remember most is just being impressed as a kid that he could put, like, a whole chicken or, like, a whole drumstick in his mouth oh, yeah. and just... In pull one fell swoop, pull out the bone. See, I don't remember that, but I always remember the egg that he's that, nervously yeah, salting. Salt. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has an eating disorder, right? <laughs> but, but at the same time, I actually, I, I haven't read. I used to read Sleepy Hollow. Like, that used to be, like, my Halloween tradition. And I would read, because it's a pretty quick read. I would read Sleepy Hollow 
on Halloween. That was always my thing. And it's been a while since I've done that. And I think that in my head, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow was so ingrained in my head. Like I'm watching the cartoon Sleepy Hollow and I'm like, this isn't the right story. Like they changed so much of this. And then I look back at, you know, the book and I'm like, oh, wait, no. Like this Disney Sleepy Hollow is is extremely true to the book. And Mm -hmm. it's the Tim Burton movie that took it in a different direction. But that's the one that I'm most familiar with. And I'm so like, that's so ingrained in my head that, you know, it's Constable Crane, not a school teacher Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I it, it, it kind of all came flooding back. I forgot that Bing Crosby sings uh, the songs. Yeah. He does everything in this. <gasps> yeah, the whole thing is Bing Crosby. The narration and the songs, and it's yeah. just... Which is so cool. Yeah, I just think Bing Crosby's like... If we look throughout all of history for like coolest human beings, he's up there. He just oozed cool. He <laughs> like, really did everything like, he did. And he did stuff that wouldn't have been cool if anybody else did it, but it was cool because it was no. Bing Crosby. Mm-hmm. And it was just like... Even just him like narrating, he's just got that way. He's like, "Oh, baby!" <laughs> like, he's, you're like, "Man, you sound so cool, even when you're scared." <laughs> like, but man, it's what true. a dick promise! <laughs> Hot, but yeah, dick. yeah. He's he is, and Katrina's a dick tease. Yeah. Oh, Jackie. <laughs> what she is? All right, that's fair. you know who She's I an apple know who I absolutely love though. The girl who's trying to dance with Brom is so... She's just such a ball of energy. She's so excited to be there. Like, she is, like, le- just legit happy to be there. Like, she's so she funny. She at the table. She's yeah. so funny. It's such a good short. I really... I really realize that it, when I look at my cartoon history, I have a long pattern of loving the, the villainous characters because they're hot. Like... Yeah, that's an Brom, issue. Gaston, like <laughs> I, I'm like team douchebag. Yeah, I mean, like... to be fair, Brom and Gaston are practically the exact yeah, same art. I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> but even like little things that I remember is like the first shot of Ichabod being through the beer as it's like sinking yeah. in the glass. Like little things like that are just ingrained in my head now from watching this so much. Yeah. And this is I've been watching every Disney animated film. I made it a goal to buy all of them and watch all of them this year. No, it's cool. And this was from like kind of a rough patch in the early years of Disney where like we were at war and they were just doing like compilation movies in these short little like hey, here's a collection of short films about a bunch of American heroes. This is without a doubt, like, the highlight of that, like, batch of awkwardness. Yeah. Although I, I happen to love the wind. Like, that whole, that whole, like, Mr. Toad stuff I love. Yeah. Well, this is, I, I mean, like, the whole film. The, the oh, Adventures okay. of yeah, Ichabod yeah. and oh, Mr. Gotcha, Toad. Okay, yeah. Like, that compared to, like, there's films that people probably don't even know existed, like Fun and Fancy and Melody Time and Make Music and yeah, stuff none like that. Yeah, those were worth. Like, yeah. they were just like, okay, we need to put out a movie to, like, cheer up the Americans during this war. So, like, here's a collection of shorts of music stuff. Is this the time where, I don't remember what it's called. It's, like, got the, the three, the three... Caballeros? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is around that same time okay. as well. Which um, is a, a great short. <laughs> it is. It's a great short. Not a great hour and 90 minute movie, though. No, no, that's um, fair. <laughs> it's a lot of just like random films. An awesome ride, too, incidentally. <laughs> Which I don't think will be around much longer. I can't. So. I'm going to go put Riot right now. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. They keep taking away all my beloved old rides. I still am so salty about what they did to uh, Maelstrom. 
I'll never forgive them for oh, that. I'm fine with that. I'm more upset that Great Movie Ride's gone. Yeah, that one bummed me out, too, to be honest. Maelstrom was just like... Don't you say an ill word oh, about Maelstrom. I will say an ill word about Maelstrom. Dear you. Maelstrom was an interesting concept that ended with a seven-minute film about Vikings. That's how they trick you. <laughs> see, see, as a child, I needed to be tricked see, into learning. The fact <laughs> that they were like, hey, let's take this Maelstrom ride. Yeah. Let's keep the parts that are fun Make like it, the like the boat going backwards yeah, and, and let's instead it. of forcing people to sit through a seven minute movie let's replace all of that part of the track with like, i don't know more things to do on the ride with some of the most incredible animatronics they've ever built jesus i hate it <laughs> I you also probably hate frozen it. No, I like Frozen. Oh, I really like the Frozen. I run. love Frozen, <laughs> and I love all the characters for Frozen. So when I finally, I finally got over my hatred and got on the Frozen ride last time we went, and I was like, Meh, I miss uh, Maelstrom. I, when she screams, when she sings "Let It Go," and I go backwards, you know my feelings? heart. Yeah. Oh, it's like the Grinch's heart. <laughs> no, I miss the hairy. It troll. grows three sizes <laughs> as it happens. And you know what? Now my kids will never know anything about Vikings. So thanks what? for that, Disney. <laughs> I mean, you could make them watch things about Vikings. What I look like? <laughs> a teacher. Of English. A teacher, a parent, a role model. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's just, fine. We're just throwing words out there. I get it. Right? <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. I really like this movie. I think it was really scary as a kid. I watched it every year with that Halloween. Like, yeah. They would show it. Um, Disney's Halloween treat was so good. Oh, I know, right? I want that on DVDs. That yeah, that's I... probably never going to happen, but you um, can watch it on YouTube. That's true. <laughs> there you go. Well, and I did all this those, year. like, um, Mickey's House of Villains now, and they have all the, like, compilations of the old good Halloween ones, which I love. So, that you can get that. The one thing that I did start to kind of think about, and it didn't really pan out, and it didn't really... I was trying to flesh it out, but it didn't quite work, but it was just that, like, Ichabod, I noticed, was starting to possess many of the the deadly sins. Because he was very gluttonous. Yeah. That's that's a given. He was kind of greedy because he was thinking about Katrina. But then he was like, oh, well, I mean, think about all the money I'm going to make from her farm. And she's the richest family. Uh, and when Baltus uh, dies, like I get all that. Fuck. And then he was being really lustful because, you know, and then there's Katrina with, you know, her big she bosoms. She did have and, a nice pair. Yeah. But I, I only got I only got as far as three of the seven deadly sins. So it didn't really flush out that he was the embodiment of all that. But I did start to kind of play around with that idea. Oh, that's interesting. That yeah. is pretty interesting, though. I didn't even think because in my mind, I'm like, he's just a hero. <laughs> but no, he's not. He's kind of not that good of a dude. Yeah. No one's really a good person in this town. No, <laughs> except for the little girl that wants to dance. She's, yeah, she's a she's our she's pure. In it for the right she's she's <laughs> a little angel. She is our pure angel. She's just so happy. So here's the question, and this is something that none of us can really answer. But headless horseman real or headless horseman Brom? Real. I on this in this movie, I assume Brom think real but i'm really not just like every time i watch it i'm like it could be brahm but at the same time I'm like well then but then he disappeared he might be right. dead brahm may have killed a man he I, might be right. dead but they show that scene of someone that has all of those children that look well, exactly they, like ichabod but they said like you know this is what people say right. but everyone in town knows that he's gone yeah i don't know <sighs> yeah I, yeah, it's weird that I've never kind of wrapped my brain around that one way or the other. Like, I, yeah. depending on my mood that day is Which, how I'll like, read it. I think it's good. I think it's good yeah. that it's left as a mystery of like, was mm-hmm. this a prank or or was there really a headless horseman that he had to encounter? Yeah, and as a kid, it really scared me. God, that whole scene. I'm thinking back to like, God. just like the frogs croaking like headless horseman, yeah. <laughs> like God. and stuff. Like, Ichabod. oh, it's just, yeah, it's so dark. And I, then like the the 
plants the banging yeah, on the, banging yeah. on the wood. Oh my! It is. It's well so done. well done. The crow done. that says "Beware." Yeah. Oh my god! Everything I love all it. that nightmare it's fuel. So freaking good. And this is like one of the things that I think early Disney did really well is. People walking in the woods in early Disney movies are terror. Like even Snow White, like when she's lost in the woods, it's frightening. It is. It's terrifying. It's so, they were so good at making their stuff scary, and they haven't in a long time, and I miss it. They haven't flexed those muscles in a while. I wish they would, though. You know why kids can't? Have, this goes back to my theme yeah. for this episode, which is that kids today are a bunch of wusses. Like more terrifying than anything I've ever watched as a kid the donkey scene in Pinocchio. Oh, like, God. It's, it's like, yeah, it still sits with you. I can't. Yeah, I still I don't, don't like that one. one. You don't see that happen in Moana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 or like, even weird, like, I remember the pink elephant scene making me really, really uncomfortable. The elephants and woozles scene in, in Many Adventures of yes. Winnie the Pooh is creepy. Like So creepy. Um, there's so many good, creepy Disney stuff, like films from back then and shorts. It's just, I don't know, man. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like if you showed kids today this stuff, even the rides, like they have to take the rides away because the rides yeah. are too messy. Dude, to be fair though, that's no white ride. I still oh, have terrifying. nightmares. Oh, t- absolutely. Like you never knew when the witch was coming and you knew it was going to be ugly and I would just ride like this the whole time because <laughs> <laughs> I was a big giant And wolf. then she kills you with a boulder yep, and then, and she, then you yeah. just take, get off you the die. ride. <laughs> yeah. And then they, and then they changed it, remember? Where like, yeah. then it was happy and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and then they took Mr. Toad, which I still can't talk about. Like that ride was brilliant. Although I do like the Winnie the Pooh I ride. I love the Winnie the Pooh ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I do love the Winnie the Pooh. So back to Disney. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else about Ichabod? Ichabod Crane. No, you know what I said, and I think I'm, I think I'm outnumbered at the table. But so our first Quackbusters is Looney Tunes. Obviously, Ichabod is Disney, and then the next film we're going to talk about, Halloween Tree, is actually a Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Um, oh, fun. Is a Hanna Barbera, and so for me, of the three, like I've always liked Disney, but given the choice. I think Hanna-Barbera cartoons have always trumped Disney. I'm not like, oh jo- I know. I like some Disney stuff, but I've never been, <laughs> like I've been to Disney like twice, I think. Like I've just, I, I enjoy it. There's some Disney stuff that I absolutely hardcore love, but like I definitely am not, I would never call myself a Disney person. If I had to like pick an animation of my youth, I'm all Hanna-Barbera. Now, Jack, you know I usually back you up nine out of ten times. This isn't happening. <laughs> I know. Um, Thank not, you. And the, I actually think Hanna-Barbera would be the bottom for me of those me three. Me too. Yep. Um, and not like I like elements of Hanna-Barbera, and I definitely grew up on a healthy diet of Hanna-Barbera, but I just never had love for the Jetsons or the Flintstones or any of that on the level that I had a love for like Disney characters and for the Looney Tunes characters. I mean, there is stuff that I do love. Like I, I, I quote Snagglepuss all the time. Oh my God, me too, for the record. (laughs) Exit stage. Great Jupiter. (laughs) (laughs) You do a good, I was going to try to do it, but I can't do it. Heaven's the Mercatroy. And Scruples even. Um, (laughs) I love him. I also loved, um, did they do the show with the race cars? Yes. Wacky Racers. Yes. Fuck. I love that show and um, uh they also did uh dastardly and muttley's chase love, stop that pigeon yeah, oh, love, so, like it. there's great hanna-barbera mm-hmm. stuff but they're very hit or miss but uh, well i i don't know i feel like my biggest concern is like if i put on a disney cartoon it's usually its own very unique thing 
and everything's usually fairly different. If I put on like a, a Looney Tunes, like you'll find like a couple of the Duxies and Wabbitsies and stuff pop up, but like there's such a wide variety. But I feel like if I watched 14 episodes of the Flintstones in a row, I'd feel like I watched the same episode of the Flintstones 14 times. Like I don't think that they did a lot with like really expanding the boundaries of their cartoon characters. Like it was very sitcom repetitive yeah, like they situation were all flat stuff. Characters, yeah. yeah. Which is what hurts them. But they are all over Universal Studios, and that's pretty cool. Was Huckleberry Hound? Yeah, he was mm-hmm. there, too. Oh my There's God. great characters. I was so guy. I could <laughs> anybody. That episode of The Simpsons so much. That's one of my favorite Simpsons episodes of all time. But yeah, like I, the, I love every Hanna-Barbera cartoon character. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that their shorts hold as much weight okay. as like other shorts. Fair enough. But Halloween Tree, however, yeah. is a masterpiece. Segwaying right tree. into the <laughs> Halloween Tree. Um, and it's funny because I know plenty of people that have never heard of this, have no idea what Me? this was. Yeah, I like you this, aren't the first one. I pitched this for Halloween three years in a row on Horror Movie Night and had been vetoed every single time. And now like I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, we probably couldn't do a good episode on this. But I do love Halloween Tree. I mm-hmm. love, like, I rented this all year round from the video mm-hmm. store. I fucking love this. I don't know how I missed this. Like, what what year was this? 1993. Oh, maybe that's why I missed it? Um, do you know who some of the voice actors were in yeah, this? Because that up, blew my mind. Andrew Keegan, my boyfriend from the 80s, was one <laughs> yeah. of the voices. So I was like, why do I know that And voice? the lead like, singer of Plan- uh, Phantom Planet. Yeah. <laughs> and and like Bray Bradbury did the narration, which I was yeah. like, holy shit, because mm-hmm. I love oh, And Leonard Christ. Nimoy. And Leonard Nimoy and, as the devil, right? And That's who he was. And Tom Skeleton. Death is the voice of the good guy dolls from the Child's Play movies. Nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> what? Star-studded, you guys. Yeah, no, I had never seen this. I didn't even know about it. And it's weird because I'm a pretty big Ray Bradbury fan. Like, Something Wicked is one of my all-time favorite movies. He said books. that this is the best adaptation of any of his things. I, I would agree. I mean, I haven't seen the, the new Fahrenheit 451, but I just, I probably won't because I love that book too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he, I mean, he wrote this adaptation too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And narrated it, like you said. It's. <sighs> And his voice is so perfect for it. It just yeah. sets the mood. He starts talking and you're just like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> it really does. It, it is. It's such a good Halloween movie. It is. Like, Jesus. And as I was watching it, I realized that this is my, the midnight hour for you. Right. Like this is a movie that I watched, you know, right around Halloween all the time. This is, this is my midnight hour. Okay. Um, this is... All you need is an 80s dance break in your That's there. true. I, you know, I don't think there is an 80s dance break in this one. So we're going to deduct points for that. That's but, true. But uh, what I love... So so in this movie, there is a group of four friends. And it's Halloween. And everybody's getting ready. And they need to meet up with their friend, Pip. And what I love about Pip is they talk about how, you know, he's going to hit the baseball the farthest. He's going to, you know, he's the best singer, the best dancer. And they're like, he's basically the best kid ever. I have one <laughs> small problem with that. Yeah. He's a ginger. <laughs> i i love just kidding so gosh. like so we watch three very different cartoons mm-hmm. you know like quack quack busters is all about the laughs it's going for like making you laugh ichabod crane is going to make you a little freaked out a little scared but still chuckle a little bit because mm-hmm. of like the animation style this one's just tugging at your heartstrings the whole like this is like an animated standby me is what it feels like. <laughs> no, I, I have to say you're totally right. I was for this was my first viewing and I was like, 
fucking mind blown with what they did at the end. I was like, oh, that yeah. shit is deep. But yeah. go ahead. I don't want to jump ahead. But. No, so it's, like I said, it's Halloween night. Everybody is ready to meet up. The four friends are ready to meet up with Pip. Pip is all about Halloween. It's his favorite holiday. They meet in the center of town. You know, they say in the beginning it's a, you know, in a small town, you know, in a Midwestern state, you know, and very reminiscent of the town where I grew up in, a small town where like when we Halloweened, we could canvas one end of the town to the other. You know, if we mapped it out right, we can do it in a couple hours because the town wasn't that big. Everybody knew each other. And I had, you know, I felt, you know, very similar to the town that I grew up in. So Pip's not there. Crap, where's Pip? We can't do Halloween without Pip. They get to his house and they see him being taken away in an ambulance. And there's a note on the door that says, you know, go Halloween without me. You know, don't let this stop you. Ready, set, go. So his four friends being you know, wonderful little people are like, well, we're not going to Halloween without him. Like, we can't go trick-or-treating without Pip because Pip, you know, needs to be here. So why don't we go to the hospital and we'll go surprise him there? And on the way, they think they see Pip running through the forest. And they're like, wait, like, you know, it kind of doesn't make sense because he just left in an ambulance. And they're like, oh, this must be this huge trick. You know, he got us trick-or-treat. This is the trick. So they start following this basically apparition of Pip and they come across this, like, creepy mansion and this is where Malmstroud yeah. Malmstroud lives I wanted to say Maelstrom because we were just talking <laughs> about Mount Malmstroud lives here um, yeah and these kids have obviously never been taught about fucking stranger danger yeah I see a guy who looks like that I'm running the other way yeah he's 93 <laughs> <laughs> voice voice by Leonard Nimoy uh, this character is nightmare fuel he yeah like it's just like is he the devil he's is death. he like death is he a demon like he definitely has some he's, magical powers he's almost like a dr seuss character just wandered into this hanna-barbera cartoon because he's got like a very just like he reminds me of like the grinch he reminds me of just like this this otherworldly character that that is so weirdly enticing like, yeah, there's something about, like, yeah. you, you definitely, if he told me there were puppies in the trunk, I'd believe him. Yeah. Like, that's, it is. It's a weird, he's, like, mystic in a weird, yeah. And it's, know, like, it's maybe. not like he's pretending to not be a creepy, no. evil character. He's, like, so upfront about it that you're yeah. like, all right, I trust him. And he yeah. said, he's like, the fuck out of here. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. y'all don't want any of this, but they do. They go. Anyway. It's yeah, crazy. so they, you know, Pip's ghost is there. And he runs outside and they come across the Halloween tree, which is this massive tree that just they said, like, I forget if it's thousands or millions of jack-o'-lanterns are lit all throughout this tree. And there is one jack-o'-lantern that looks just like Pip. Which is so fucking scary. So Pip's (laughs) apparition, he gets that pumpkin, which we find out contains his pumpkin soul. And now that Pip has it and like runs off with it. Like, Mountstroud needs that. You know, to he's like, kill yeah. him. he's like, we had Don't an agreement. Like- yeah. He's like, we had an agreement. I need that back. So the whole premise of the movie, um, when everybody shows up in their Halloween costumes, Mountstroud is like, you know, why are you a skeleton? Why are you a witch? Do you know even why you're a monster? Why are you even trick-or-treating at my house? And these kids have no answer. And here's where I relate to him kind of being a history buff and a Halloween know-it-all. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you don't even know what you're doing. What the hell are you doing? So- yeah, once again, I really respect that back in the day, they would trick me into learning. That's how I like to yeah, be learning exactly. is what I don't realize I'm learning. So. so they go on this whole adventure to not only save their friend Pip, but to learn about Halloween and the different cultures that have celebrated not necessarily Halloween, the holiday, but things revolving around 
right. you know, All Hallows Eve and Day of the Dead and things like that. I also want to just throw out this out there. The innovation of the broom through the bicycle spokes. Oh, shit, cre- that girl was yeah. I was like, that's so cool. Uh, me too. I was like, that girl's going places. <laughs> <laughs> also, I also think when I watched the scene with the brooms, I was like, oh, fuck, it's like Quidditch. Like, yeah. this is like the advent of Quidditch. Um, yeah, so they go to four different places, and then at the end, in fucking uber creepy 90s style. Go ahead, Jackie, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. So, yeah, so they end up visiting... Uh, four different places. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a character that's dressed as a mummy, so they go to ancient Egypt. There is the girl that's a witch, so they go to Stonehenge during the Dark Ages. Perfect opportunity for Salem, I thought too. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Wasted I, I, opportunity. Yeah, like you could you could do either one. Um, they go to France to Notre Dame for the monster slash gargoyle slash uh, Quasimodo, I guess. Yeah. Those fucking gargoyles. And then, <laughs> rides from them. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, to Mexico for Day for of the Dead, Dead right? for the for skeleton. Like, yeah, like Coco. Like Coco. Yeah. Straight up. Oh, speaking of Coco, I'm total side note. I'm so excited to go see Ralph Breaks the Internet tomorrow that I can't even like... I, I'm more excited than my children. Continue. <laughs> uh, my my only gripe, I will say again, just for being a bit of a know it all, a know it all. Um, they don't really spend a ton of time in each place, no. so they don't get to really learn no, too too God. much. It's about an it. hour and five yeah, minute it's, long it's movie. Not very long. It was on TV. No. Yeah. So Jackie, if they would have spent any, I was getting a little bored with the I will, history. I shit. will say that of the three, this is definitely as much as I love it, and I have a real nostalgia for it. It. It drags a bit. And being the short... Uh, well, I guess the Ichabod Crane one is a short. Mm-hmm. But being the shortest of the three films, if you were to watch it with the Mr. Toad, it definitely is the one with the most pacing issues. It does. Like, it this does could drags. be like a good like 45-minute short totally. with commercials for a solid hour, and I would have loved it just as much, if not a little bit more. Yeah, me too. You're crazy to say they need more time <laughs> in each land. I was so I'm not, bored. I'm not saying that they necessarily need more. I don't know. I just feel like you know the whole thing was like, you know he was like, we're going to solve these mysteries, and you're going to save your friend. And they were just like, okay, here, we're in Mexico. We're in Day of the Dead. We celebrate There's the dead. There's a child's life on the line. Seriously. <laughs> Like, oh, do you want to fucking have a part of Fiesta? Don't, don't <laughs> like, tell me to solve a mystery and then take me someplace and be like, here, we're in Mexico. It's Day of the Dead. All right, bye. Like, I felt like that was as, as much as they got. Jackie's and I was like, like which- Marissa soul can wait. I'm going to fucking have a tortilla. <laughs> like, what about those delicious sugar skulls? Yeah. P.S. I was like really excited. I was like, yeah, like I, it's a good. No, I strongly disagree with you. I think it was just long enough, if not too long, as Matt suggested. Gently suggested because he didn't want to offend. I will outright say the parts with the history were boring. All right, fine. That's fine. Well, but so anyway, you. so they go to all these places. They learn what they need to learn. They're chasing his soul. They are chasing his soul down. And finally, it comes down to the skeleton. Oh. The skeleton was like, you know what? I'm sorry. And he's like, what are you sorry for? And he's like, well, because I kind of wish something bad happened to you because you're like the most popular. And for a change, I wanted to be the most popular. I know that shit got real. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably you know, something that every kid has felt at one point or another. And and the kid was like, you know. Really? You think that's normative to like wish bad on your friends? It's jealousy. Yeah, but I like, listen, am I jealous of your boobs every day? <laughs> but I wouldn't be like, damn, I really wish a Jackie would have an emergency appendicitis <laughs> so that I thing. can have here's, the best boobs on Jersey Ghouls. Like- here's, here's the thing, though. You're thinking of it from the perspective of someone in their 30s versus like a kid who, you know, sometimes it's like, I know for me, this is going to, shit's about to get real. I know for me as a, as like the brother who I feel like has progressed the least in life. 
like there is a feeling sometimes of like, you know, I just wish you guys would care, like would be excited about something that I'm doing. Like, you know, it's like everyone else is like getting married and buying houses. And I'm like, I'm still at my parents' house at 33. Like, it's like, please be proud of me. (laughs) So like, I get get it. Like, there's always that little little bit of but i would flip side is like i'd never be like well i wish all of my siblings died so i would get all of the attention like (laughs) it's like still but there's a line there right but i do think like especially as a kid you're not like hey i wish this person would die but it'd be like hey you know what'd be really great is like they moved to mexico i mean i've had points where like certain people that i'm friendly with sometimes just take up so much attention at a party that you're like man, i hope that maybe they can't make it to this party tonight and like we don't have to all fight for the spotlight out of this one person who's eating it up all the time. No, I get that. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that that's what oh, he was have wishing. You met my brother? Yeah, yeah, I get that. But you know what I mean? Like, I think that it was something like that where it's like, you know, like Pip is the best at everything. Everywhere we go, it's all about Pip. I just wish for once Pip couldn't be somewhere so I could be mm-hmm. like half as cool as Pip no, for the yeah, day. You're right. You guys are right. You, you win. Yeah. And then, of course, in typical Pip fashion, he's like, well, dude, if you want to be the leader, oh, no. yeah, like you can be the leader. So, Pip, why are you so cool? Yeah. <laughs> Now I want to hang out with yeah. Pip, yeah. But then, of course, Pip is like, but you know what? I got to go. I'm dead. You know, I'm dead, basically. Like, he's got yeah. appendicitis. I'm out. So Pip dies. And Mount Stroud has his soul now. And that's when uh, his friends step up and are like, look, I'll make you a trade. Take a year of my life. Give me Pip back. And this is the moment where I can't even imagine absorbing this as a fucking 12-year-old because I couldn't absorb it at age 36. Oh, dude. (laughs) I I mean, at 33, I would 100%. Like, there's people in my life that's like, take two years from me so I can have that person back. Like, easily. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, it's such a heavy concept. It is. It's a heavy concept. Because I, as, so, I don't know. Like, the mom in me was like, don't you fucking dare give him a year of your life. Like, I was so (laughs) pissed at them. I was like, I'm telling your mothers. Like, I was all worked up. But, like, actually, I feel like. worse. But at the same time, I feel like he got a crap deal here. Like, I'm just assuming. Let's just say that, like, a younger soul is like got a little bit more street value in the world of death. Of, like right. he's treating up this what twelve right. year old to just get like Four the eighties from three other people. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that's see that's what where I started getting overthinking this to yeah. the point where it scared me more than any of this other shit. Because I was like, well what if they're gonna die at like twenty two? Yeah. What if now it's 21? And what if, like, these kids are giving him a year, they have no idea what they're giving him? Like, you can't make that decision when you're 12 years old. Oh, my God. I think there's. I don't want my kids to give a year of their life for anybody. <laughs> I would give 12 years off my life for people. You're right. But, like, we're also adults. We Like you said, like, you know, like before, you're like, you know, we've, we've had a good run. Like, fuck it. But I think, I don't know, I think that that's also tough because it's also from the perspective of, like, would I give a year of my life to save my 80-year-old grandmother versus would I give a year of my life to save my 12-year-old niece or my 33-year-old friend? Like, I think it's when it's someone that's, like, where you feel like they're being robbed of an opportunity, you're more willing to give it up than, like, look, I love my grandmother. I don't want my grandmother to die, but she got 80 years here. Like, yeah. she's got... Right, like, no. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, life. like, she's got... But, like... I would kill some, my kids yeah, if they did that. I would, I would give up like a decade if it was like, hey, your brother's not going to make it. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. won't see seventy, but he will. Like, but yeah. what if you do that and then he dies? Like, so okay, what if Pip gets out of the hospital and like a tree falls on his head the next day? You I'm, just gave up a year of hey, your life. You know what? You got to know when to hold him. And know when to hold him. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
And again, like when you're when you're 12 years old, like that's the thoughts that go through your head. Like your best friend is dead, and it's like you have the power to bring them back by giving some something as little of a year of your life. And when you're 12, 80 is. That, when right, you're 12, 20 even, is a right. thousand years away. But totally. I also like that he's he's like, are you sure? Because it's easy for you to say this now. now yeah. But when you're 79, you're not going to feel that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> like, and right. that's when he says, yeah, take it. And then the other three in form say, take it. And they're like, four souls, are better than, four souls are better than one. But that's why I, again, feel like it's very much like, stand, it reminds me very much of Stand By Me. Because I know in my 30s now, those five kids probably don't hang out. Yeah, you know what no, I mean? Like, yeah. but I bet that none of them regret the decision that they made. Yeah. And so at the end, they, you know, they, they agree with Mount Stroud. Like, yeah, you take our years, you give us back Pip. Um, they get back to their, you know, their own time. It's now dawn of the next day. The Halloween tree is empty. No more pumpkins. Mount Stroud is gone. And they ride to Pip's house and there you see Pip in his bedroom window. And he was like, thanks. And they were like, what are you talking about? And he was like, you know, I had this weird dream about Mexico and ancient Egypt. And thank you. Like, Pip I, knows. I call bullshit on that when they're like, oh, what are you talking about? Because I'd be like, yeah, motherfucker, I can't wait to my life for you. Give me all your video games. Like, I would, like, fucking blackmail him for the rest of his life. So we know who's the most humble on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'm the hero. <laughs> Time I'm out. the Mary. This movie, though, did scare me because to me, like, I was like, oh, my God, if you get appendicitis, you die. Yeah. Like, oh, you totally. almost die if you get appendicitis. And now, like, isn't that, like, a fairly, like, <laughs> yeah, they you feel the pain and then they yeah. just take it out? <laughs> when, they were, when they saw the sign and they were like, appendicitis, isn't that fatal? I'm like, it's fatal. <laughs> like i was like sitting on my bed last night like what yeah like, <laughs> you get a bit of a tummy ache and then they just take it out and you go home the same day right like that's appendicitis like this like because chad was next to me uh when we were watching it last night we were hanging out and it's been a while since i've seen this and chad was like well is he dead i'm like no no i know he's not dead yet and he, i'm like but he's sick i'm like does he have like leukemia or something like that. Yeah, I'm that's like, what I, I couldn't remember. I don't. I couldn't remember. So I'm like, I think he's got like leukemia or like some kind no, of childhood he cancer. He had appendicitis. Like he basically he stubbed his toe um, <laughs> and had died. to go to urgent care basically. But his soul, you know, he makes <laughs> a deal with drama death. Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Pip. Like that. <laughs> that was the one thing I'm like. Yeah, it's, 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 the shit stuck with me, though. Like, it ended, and I just kind of sat there and felt not okay with all the choices that were thrown upon me in those very short few minutes. Between him, like, almost dying from fucking appendicitis, I'm like, yeah, thanks. Remind me how anything could go wrong at any minute. And then make me decide whether or not I'd give years of my life for the ones I love. Like, what the fuck? Sophie's Choice? Like, there's oh, no Sophie's man. choice. Both of you, years gone to yeah. say both of you. Yeah, pretty Aww, easily. Yeah. Matt Kelly, Because to I me, it's like one right. year. It's like 365 days, whatever. That's yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't want, I, I don't like the idea of being old anyway, so it's fine. You can shave <laughs> a few off. Yeah, I was going to say, that. that's why I was like, take a decade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, take five. <laughs> uh, yeah, and at that People point, People are living to 110 years old. I, I don't want that life. I won't know yeah, anyway. I do want to yeah. be on the Smucker Star, though, one day. <laughs> I might lie when I'm like 90, you guys. I might like tell a fib to Wilford. Oh, what's his name? Wilford, um, Wilford Brimley. No, no not Wilford Brimley. <laughs> yes, Wilford Brimley. You mean the diabetes jar? Yeah, he's on top of a lot of things, including sitting upon the Smucker's empire. Few people know no, that. What's that guy's name? The guy who does. I believe the you said it right, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Is no, it really Wilford Brimley? It, no, 
isn't it the no, guy it's from Jimmy um? Schmuckers. No, it's the it's <laughs> the guy from Good Morning America, yeah, right? Who does that? Al Roker. No, it's no. not Al Roker. It's what's his face? I'm gonna Google it right now because right. it's gonna bother me. So ignore the. Clapping. Oh, oh, oh! I know who. Yeah, no, look up his name because I don't know who you're talking about. I, I can see him in my head. Jar Today Show. <laughs> it's hosted by. Oh, Al Roker. You're right. Al Roker does it now, but he didn't used to. Willard Scott. Willard there Scott. There we go. Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Willard Scott. Well, in my perfect life, when I turn 90, I'm going to run a scam. I'm going to tell them I'm a hunter. I'm going to get myself my face on the fucking smuckers jar. <laughs> but yeah, so to, to be honest with you guys, I would be okay with doing it for any pretty much anybody in my life. I would. Oh, yeah. But I don't know that I would want my kids to do that. Is that weird? No, because you want your kids to, yeah. you know. I never want my kids to take yeah. any time off their life. And then I also feel like... And this is a heavy episode. I know. <laughs> That's why this fucking shit messed me up. Again, this explains why we're all so jacked up. You guys were watching this shit when we were little. God. Repeatedly. Yeah. I was rent- yeah. I was renting this and Casper and Spaced Invaders Casper's on a regular basis. <laughs> I don't know Spaced Invaders. But you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I'm, I'm happy you guys made me watch this. I kind of want to like, I think every Halloween now, this one's going in the old uh, VCR. Yeah, there's, there's some substance to this one. There's meaning. It's not yeah. just, you know, quackbusters and silliness. Like no. this one, this one's got a little something to grab on. Yeah, me too. I, I agree. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for indulging in the animation block with us. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining us. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, so there's Horror Movie Night at hmnpodcast.com. And since we're talking about animation, let's give a quick plug to Disneyto Podcast at disneytopodcast.com. And if you enjoy me giving critiques of the various boobs of Disney characters, you will love Disneyto's because they make <laughs> me look pure and, and clean over there at uh, Disney headquarters. Just some, just some friends getting drunk talking to that's right um yeah so thanks again matt kelly for being on it's always a pleasure and jackie you want to take us home don't forget to check us out on social media just search jersey ghouls and you will find us there same thing with podcast apps just search jersey ghouls we're pretty much going to be wherever you listen to podcasts check out jerseyghouls.com for our podcast movie reviews blog and all around good stuff oh, bye <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.